it's time for some Sunday sincerity. Ooh, Dad's Basement. Mikey Krennic, I know that's a bit of a, perhaps a cheeky title. But don't worry, we're not doing any of the conspiracy stuff here today. No, no, that's not going to happen. We're not going to pour through the documents and the footage and, oh, listen close here in the background. I think someone's saying, I saw it. It's a lion. What could that possibly be? Oh, wait a minute. That's not That's not right, is it? Once again, ah, gosh, I've confused the events of September 11th with the viral marketing of Cloverfield. Fool that I am. No, I'm not going to talk about 9-11. Rather, I'd like to talk about someone who did like 50 9-11s across two different countries. You know who it is. It's our friend, the whimsical painter of clowns, the bipartisan hard candy distributor, the war criminal, America's grandpa, George Walker Bush. Now, why are we talking about W? Then that's what you're supposed to call him back then. You know, the kids might not know that, but you called him W in the year 2022. You know, maybe you're happy thinking that I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who does gives him the credit he deserves for eight years of steady leadership. And I, I got to ask you, what podcast have you been listening to? My goodness, why would you think that would happen? Stop listening right now. I mean, if you're if you're more than welcome to stay, but I, I'm not going to feel bad if you get mad. You know, it's like when you see someone share a tweet from some, you know, sexually disfigured man about how a woman shouldn't ride a bicycle. And I mean, I agree, that's that's insane. But you had to look for that. You definitely, you knew you weren't going to like what you found when you started reading the thread. You know, what do you think is going to happen in the end? Well, that's a twist. He doesn't think they should ride bicycles because they should all be given nice cars because motherhood is the toughest job you'll ever love. Wow. So, you know, if you're a Bush person and you hang in, that's 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 on you. Or maybe, maybe you're rolling your eyes and you're thinking, oh, get over it. I'll take George Bush over the cheese doodle. And, and hey, you're actually who I want to talk to. What's up? Can I play a clip for you? This is a, a speech at the George W. Bush Presidential Library in Dallas, my favorite vacation spot. And it is, oh, baby, here we go. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, Yikes! That is really something, huh? That, that should make your brain hurt. And, and hurt bad. I mean, look. He's, he's 75, as he tells you. And, and we all know what a gaff machine that W was. You know, we all remember his famous goofs. What's one more? Just a goofy gaff from the gaff and goof. Pushing a pole door, saying country's name's wrong, invading a country on a lie, killing an entire generation of people, not to mention thousands of American soldiers. The guy is a doofus through and through. Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert on any war. I'm not. But you don't have to be an expert to zero in on why the Iraq war is perhaps a little problematic. And we could start with the fact that it started without a fact. It's pretty clear now that there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And it's pretty clear that just about everyone knew that, too. And you don't have to look very far to see things like Halliburton's financial windfall and its connection to the Bush and Cheney families, the longstanding grudge between Bush Sr. and Saddam Hussein, the importance of American influence in the Mideast, etc., etc., it doesn't take a conspiracy nut to see these kinds of connections, and I'm not going to walk you through them. I think that's it's impossible to present that kind of information without bias, which, by the way, is natural. 
That's human. To not be biased when talking about someone and something that resulted in countless deaths of soldiers and civilians and even more lives ruined with, you know, from PTSD and all of the other things that come from it. Uh, war sucks, right? It, war's never been a good thing. World War II, a war that everyone agrees we were on the right side of, includes plenty of unnecessary casualties. I mean, we needed to drop two atomic bombs. We didn't need to drop one. We dropped two atomic bombs. You know, no one knew what they were going to do. You should feel a bias against that. The cold, logical take on, on war is fairly ghastly. But you know when it's really ghastly? When it's in defense of a stone-cold, bald-faced lie. And, and, and I don't want to get in to the intelligence community thing. I really don't. Because that is absolutely something that I think people need to discover on their own. Because it's so baked into our brains that the CIA is spying on you as quackery, despite, you know, Edward Snowden confirming it. And when you start talking about large-scale operations and cover-ups and who may have been an asset and what may have been aided and abetted for purposes of blackmail and control, it's, it's really grim. It's really grim. It's hard to know. And I don't blame people for not wanting to think about it. But I think we really do need to at least think about it enough that we can all see what's happening. I mean, Google Franklin Credit Union scandal. You're not going to like it, but you need to know about it. And you need to know about it because you need to know how brazen it can be. You need to know how deep it runs in the bloodstream of government. And the problem with it is that it becomes endless. Accepting the things you can know opens your brain to a bottomless pit of what you can't know. That's terrifying. Why would you want to open that door? I do not blame people. I really do not. I do not blame people for just trying to survive and get by and endure. It's pretty common for podcasters of my ilk talking about this stuff to sneer about naivete as if people are being little babies for not wanting to talk about their roles their own country's intelligence community has in the destructions of lives and the toppling of states. Can't, can't say I blame the little babies, guys. Can't say I blame someone for not wanting to think about the big issues when invariably they get funneled down to something ridiculous or something vitriolic about a person or persons that you don't like and they only apply it to people they don't like. Hey, Tucker Carlson, how you doing? Oh, excuse me. And we're sitting, wondering, will we ever know? Can we ever know? Will Joe Biden even allow us to know how Tucker Carlson is doing? <laughs> that guy's a cunt. But there is so much stuff under attack and at risk, and so many people are losing so many things that you might think, how on earth do I think it's relevant to come at George W. Bush for a gaffe in the year 2022? Because the more we ignore it, the worse it will get. I'm sorry, but that's true. With, with, with regards to a two-party system where there are two big-picture ideological projects with sex contained within, well, first guy wasn't so bad compared to second guy, can't work. It ignores entirely the role first guy played in creating a climate for second guy to crawl up through the ooze in. You were creating the perfect storm for continual losing. And look, this, this isn't obviously just about GWB standing up there and, and saying the name of the country he raised on a lie. That's just, that's real, that's just an instant tumor, huh? That's just somewhere in your body as a response to that, a tumor grew. I think, I think 
people sometimes go for the flashy comparison, which allows, you know, then your argument is undermined by the first person who goes, can you believe he compared Pat Riley to Pol Pot? Which, that's all bad example, but also, you know, it's relative to the situation. That's what the purpose of an analogy is. But to avoid that, just imagine a bad guy. Just a guy you think is bad. He does a bad thing. And then he gives a speech admonishing someone for doing the same bad thing. And that's that's bad enough. But then he flubs and he says the thing he did. Wow! that That's, that's what happened, right? But that's not just what this is about. This is also about our very short memory. The Iraq war was fought on a lie. To say that no one knew then is ludicrous. Leno was doing jokes about there being no WMDs in Iraq. Leno. These are a couple names I want you to know. Maria Cantwell from Washington. Tom Carper from Delaware. Diane Feinstein from California. Chuck Schumer from New York. These are the Democratic senators who are still seated that were among the 29 Dems that voted yes to the war in Iraq, a war on a lie. Oh, uh, there's, here's two more names for you. Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton from New York and Senator Joe Biden from Delaware. Not even going to get into the Dem, Democratic Congress people who voted for it, though I will point out that the lone independent rep in the House voted no. That's a guy by the name of... Bernard Sanders from Vermont. Come on, I've been a good boy so far. Give me one. Uh, but, but they all voted yes on a lie. And we continue to allow them to make decisions. And in some cases, we really allow them to make some big, important decisions for us. And they all voted yes on a lie. A lie that destroyed hundreds of thousands of lives. Did they know and, and, and willfully vote yes and benefit from it? Or were they just incompetent and voted yes because they thought it was a good idea? Either way, how are you okay with that? And as we sit here trying to parse out whose fault, what is, and why things seem so bad, we got to ask ourselves why we let the definition of bad change over time. These things are cumulative. They happen over a course of events. We need to have a very long memory, and we need to demand it not happen again. It's very easy to be disenfranchised. It's very easy to listen to the people who say, no, no, it's the other side, if you care about one side. And even easier to listen to the people who say, well, both sides are bad. Because you're just trying to stay sane. I get it. But we got to stop punching ourselves in the face and wondering where it's coming from. It's knowable. There are real issues here, but they are not unfixable. They are not unchanging. We all have platforms now. Use your voice. Use your will. Don't accept the unacceptable. I'm not saying let's throw George Bush in the gulag. I'm saying remember that someone who wants to started that line of thinking with a good reason. I'm not saying Hillary Clinton ritualistically sacrifices children. I'm saying remember that there are numerous CIA-adjacent operations that seem pretty okay with the trafficking of minors because it gave them binders full of blackmail material. 
I'm I'm not saying I'm really not saying that the government did 9/11, but I'm saying, my lord, do we have a history of being told the end justified the means and never being told what those means were? They want you to think it's all crack pottery. They want you to think that's just how it goes, and American seats of power are filled by regular guys and gals that just want to make a difference, and darn it, they're humans. Ask yourself, how many politically passionate, intelligent, regular guys and gals that just want to make a difference do you know? How many of them plan to run for Senate? Demand more. Demand better. You deserve it.